What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode 10 featuring Devin Shore, former Maine Black Bear hockey player and current Columbus Blue Jacket in the National Hockey League. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Thanks for coming on. Welcome. No problem. Thank you. But uh, yeah, if you could just please give everyone a little introduction. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your hockey career and all that. Uh, my name's Devin Shore. I'm 25 years old. I'm from Ajax, Ontario, Canada. And so I played hockey growing up in my hometown of Ajax up until the age of 15. Um, I did a year of uh, like private school hockey and that was in Canada and Ontario as well at the Hill Academy uh, when I was 16. When I was 17, I played in the OJHL for the Whippy Fury. Um, that season, I was drafted by the Dallas Stars, and then I went to the University of Maine after that season for three years. And after that, I went pro, so I played in the minors in Austin, Texas. And then uh, I got called up. Uh, and my first call up was like November of – 2015 then went back down and then so the fall of uh, like training camp of 2016 I made the, made the stars out of camp so I played two and a half years with them um, in January of last year I was traded to Anaheim and then in February of this year I was traded to Columbus like two weeks before this whole uh, coronavirus thing uh, shut everything down so that's the that's the quick spiel of my my journey in hockey. Nice, awesome. Well, uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, as you know, this podcast is about athletes and mental health. So um, if you don't mind sharing, just kind of some of the things that maybe you would have struggled with in the past, and maybe currently do struggle with in regards to your mental health and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think uh, the nature of I've always been a bit of a worrier. So like, like and fortunately, uh, like it hasn't been crippling or anything like that. Cause I know there's a lot of people who go through that. Um, but fortunately for me, it hasn't, but I've always been a bit of a worrier and an overthinker. But, um, I think when you, once you get to, to pro hockey or for me in my experience, um, just the, the pressures of that, how competitive it is, um, in college, you, you're kind of, you know, where you're going to be for the next four years at least you're thinking it's going to be four years I was lucky and uh, it turned out to be three but you you're like okay I know I'm here for four years you got your buddies you, it, it, it's like you're it's a safe setup or at least it, it should be but there's there's just so many unknowns I think in pro hockey and with how competitive it is it, there's a if you let it there's there's a lot to worry about um, I think it's not just with sports but with anything it's just the unknown um and i mean it's tales old as time but and you hear people say it all the time just control what you can control and that's something that i i work on all the time but a lot of times it's it's easier said than done so it's just those things that are sometimes out of your control if you let that get to you it can it can have negative effects where when you're trying to sleep at night or you're just in the day-to-day -day. so um 
yeah, like for me, I, I've, I've worked with a couple of sports psychologists and I think that's, that's really important, uh, from a, from a professional and a sports standpoint. But, um, I think if you break it down and there's a ton of different, ton of different, uh, ways you can experience it, but I think it's just worrying about stuff out of your control and the fear of the unknown. That kind of is the, in my opinion, that's the root of most anxiety and stuff like that. And I know, um, it's great what you guys are doing. Like I said, fortunately, I've, I've never dealt with depression, I, but they're, they're very similarly linked, right? For me, it, it's more of a worry and more of anxiety. Um, but, and, and like that, but I know for a fact that people go through it and, and it's, it's important to talk about it, whether it's to the public on uh, podcasts like this, or even if you're, if you're comfortable, if, if you're not comfortable with that, just talking to someone about it, I think is really important. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, you brought up two really good points. Those, one, how competitive it gets the higher you get in the levels and how that can bring on anxiety. Cause I mean, I'm sure, you know, as well as anybody else, like you put so much time into hockey and it requires a lot of effort. And um, you know, the older you get, the higher up you get. And you know, there's other factors, you know, being a draft pick, that's a lot of external pressures alongside the ones you apply yourself. Um, and I think adding that sports psychology piece can play a huge, um, make a huge difference and really benefit a lot of players. Talk about how having a sports psychologist has really benefited you. And you, like you said, you didn't have crippling anxiety, but that worrying stuff can really weigh you down and really can impact your play. Oh, absolutely. It can. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, uh, the first one I, I, uh, I talked to, he was actually my English teacher, the grade 11 year when I went to the, the prep school. Um, but he, but he had a uh, certification in sports psychology. His name was Luke Medill. So I worked with him for a bit and I still keep in touch with him. And then the other one was, um, employed by the ducks and her name was Dana Sinclair. And, uh, yeah, she went off she, she got her, her doctorate and that she worked with Olympic athletes and everything. So I think for me, without getting into too much of the, of the boring details it's important to just to go and, and just have a candid conversation and be honest with yourself and and express what were what bothers you what you feel when certain things come about and then you have to find a plan like a mental game plan that makes you tick you know so, so for just trying to think of an example you you try your best to simplify things uh i guess so an example is you talk about all the good things you've done already, like the stuff that's already done and, and you make a list of it and that you can draw confidence from like you, where you don't even need to worry about it because you've already done it. So if, if things start to bug you, you go back there and you read that list and it gets not like it's straight facts, right? Then when you're making that list, so it's, it's something that can, can help. Um, maybe it's the on ice stuff. You, you have a list of like hockey is such a, detailed and fluid game there's so many different parts of the game but if you can break it down into maybe three or four bullet points so okay like when i'm playing my best i'm doing a b and c so then you can kind of narrow it down where you're just getting this overflow of information and all this stuff where okay like let's take a step back and when you're going good you you, you don't need to worry about it but like when things are tough if i just focus on these three things then at the very least I'll, I'll make a positive impact. And then I guess, and one of the last things too is like just adding on to sort of those, those, the, that 
uh, sort of game plan, those, those three things that, that make you do well. I remember the sports psychologists, they say like, when you're in that zone or when you're playing well, or when you're feeling good, like you don't need me. And no one needs a sports psychologist when you're buzzing and you have all the confidence and you've gotten the results and you get the bounces. It's when things aren't going so well and you're not getting the results that you just take a quick breath, step back to those three or four things. And it's something you can dial in on and focus instead of getting all scrambly with a hundred different thoughts going through your head. Yeah. <clears throat> going off that. So obviously, like you said about um, not needing a sports psychologist, like when you're doing, you know, kind of you're in that groove and you're got the confidence and whatnot. And Danny and I have kind of talked over and over again about how crucial the sports psychologist aspect is. Um, and obviously it's kind of cool to hear you say that you've used it for so long and even your English teacher. Um, did you ever find that since you kind of addressed it earlier by using um, either a sports psychologist or someone else that you kind of got in a routine that even when things weren't going well, you found yourself just at, adapting and just doing it yourself rather than going through it because you used it for so long and it was kind of like routine for you I think to answer your question like I definitely try to like I know you can you can kind of get that sense when um you're not getting the results you're you're hoping for you you go back to to what's going on to, to what you learned in, in those talks that being said it's something I'm like I definitely you know, so yeah. like, um, sure. it, I, it's something I think I've improved on, but it's something that I still need to, to keep on top of all the time. Yeah. Right. And, uh, like, like that is like confidence is, is so important in any sport, especially hockey, where there are a lot of balances I have to do with, with hockey. Right. Um, so it's important. I think like the best players, like everyone goes through little spells, hopefully they're not too long, but everyone goes through little spells where they're not getting the results they want. And you want to do your, you want to try your best to not get your confidence from the results, but get your confidence from the process you put into it. Cause if you get your confidence from the results. It's going to be either be very uh, fragile and you'll kind of ride the roller coaster. And, and all of a sudden when you think you're not getting the results that automatically means you're not playing great. Um, and which is not the case. So sometimes you can like a, a puck can go on off your skate, but and, and you're, you're going home and you're like, yeah, I scored a gold night. But if you know, if you look in the mirror, you know, like maybe I didn't play a great game. And sometimes that's, that's like false confidence going the other way. So the best players, their confidence is unwavering and they get it. Uh, and it's, and it's, they get it from the process and the work they put in all the time and they don't let the results influence that, whether they be good or bad, they, they take the same approach all the time. So that's something I think I've improved at, but it's something I, you can never get too good at. And it's something I think I still need, need to work on. So it, it's uh, like, like we said earlier, it's easier said than done, but it's something you need to keep on top of all the time. And, and uh, it's only going to help you if you, if you keep improving on that aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Funny how you said about uh, getting your confidence from the work you put in, not the results. I think a lot of players, I know myself included, um, struggle with differentiating that. And oh yeah, it's it's hard. It's very hard. Uh, way yeah. easier said than done to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Like we're we're talking about it right now, and it's important to talk about. But it's it's so easy for us to talk about it right now. It's something you have to to train your brain and and focus on every single day. It's what it, 
just because you wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to get my confidence from the work I put in today. You have to believe it. And it doesn't, that belief doesn't come from overnight. So it's something you're continuously working on all the time. Um, and, and staying on top of, because like I said, it, 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 a lot of stuff, especially when it comes to not just mental health, but anything that has to do with the brain, um, and just your mentality, whether it's confidence or killer instinct, whatever it's, everyone knows the right thing to say, right. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's finding certain exercises or it's finding a, a routine that works for you to, to really stay on top of it every single day. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think that's a really good way to look at like what Danny was saying, like a lot easier said than done and same with you. Like that was one of my biggest problems. Like I always thought like, if I didn't have a good game, like it was kind of like the end of the world and whatnot, rather than like me putting too much pressure on myself or expecting too much, which kind of like, I'm also a warrior too. So like, <clears throat> I completely agree on easier said than done, but it's also once you kind of start to think about it, like getting that routine, I feel like it would be so much easier for people to kind of understand the gist of it and whatnot. But I it's kind of yeah, nice yeah. hearing you say, and especially with your track record, like kind of like we're not alone or like I'm not no, alone. No, no, absolutely. Alone. Yeah. I think, I think every, every athlete, whether they want to admit it or not, and, but it's not, not every athlete goes through it the same way. The greatest athletes, they, they let it, they sense it and they nip it in the bud right away because they have their process and they just don't let it happen. But like, I think in just sports or in life in general, I think like, self-doubt's a real thing right and and it's and you have to right i think it's it wouldn't be a good idea either to recognize it just to ignore it like it's so it's important to recognize it's there but it's also very important to not let it grow mm -hmm. so like uh that's another thing like we talked about with some of our uh some of my coaches and i've done some reading on on stuff too whether it's just articles or or books but like that self-doubt and those negative thoughts like that's all they are. They're just thoughts. And like, just because they go through your brain doesn't make them true. doesn't make it factual. You have the, you have the control to be able to say, okay, like, yeah, I get it. Like we're all going to have those negative thoughts go through our brain a little bit, but I am, I'm in control of what I let fester and what I let grow. So uh, I think it's important to stay on top of you. Like, okay, yeah, like that's fine. Like I, I recognize it, but I'm, well, well, let's nip it in the bud as best we can right here and, and focus on the good stuff. Yeah. So you, um, so you've seen a sports psychologist with Anaheim, correct? You said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every team that you've been on, did they have that? Is that offered? Um, I, I would say no. I think uh, there are certain – like the organization has uh, – and, and there is one in um, – there is one in Columbus. His name's Leif. I, I haven't met him personally. I've got a couple emails from him just sent to the whole team. So, I, so Columbus has one now too, but – um, I haven't been able to talk to him yet because, like I said, I haven't been there for that long. Uh, but I don't believe every organization has one because um, I think it's on the organization to decide who, who, and what areas they feel like they need they can need to hire they can make hires in. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I, like don't quote me on it, but um, like the NHLPA is the the players union, mm -hmm. so I'm pretty sure there's there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of good resources that the PA provides for the players, regardless of what team you're on. Like the PA is just like the, the huge players union of yeah. all NHL players, regardless of what team you're on. 
so I think there's some good resources there um, if you wanted to be proactive and and seek out something and uh, and whatnot. So I I think that that would be available. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I mean it's um you mentioned it before. I mean with the whole four years in college and then going to pro, it, it's such a big difference. Um, and I think you hear about it all the time, but once you experience it firsthand, it's it's very different. Um, and I think tiling it all in together when things are going great yeah you know you have four years at school that's great but I think you should still be seeing someone um, and working on something coming up with a game plan for when things aren't going as planned so when you go to pro hockey you're mentally prepared to withstand all the peaks and valleys of of, you know what's ahead and um, you know if you could just kind of talk about you know how different college hockey was from pro yeah for sure I think uh college is, is once you get settled in as a freshman, usually it takes, I don't know, a lot of schools now you go in in August um, and then you, you have training camp and you get to know all the guys early on in the year. So maybe it takes a couple months and, and you're, uh, you're in your comfort zone right away. Right. And uh, with pro, you got guys coming in from all over the world um, that it bottlenecks, you know, all, all like, Everyone who is a great player in college it comes up to pro and they have to prove themselves again. Uh, so, so there's that individual competitiveness. But that being said, we still play a team sport for a living. And you, just because it's competitive and, and you have your own goals to, to make it uh, doesn't mean that you're a lot like it, that doesn't give you the right to be a bad teammate or just be in it for yourself. You're still playing a team game uh, and, you, and you still have to put the team first and, and just trust that if you're doing that and then it's going to help each individual, right. Depending on, on their talent level. Like if, if you're a good team guy and the team has success and it's only going to help each individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to find that balance of, okay, like I guess just going up in the race, like you want to make the NHL, but I also want to earn the trust of all these veterans who are in the AHL and who I just became teammates with. Like I think, and, and hockey's pretty good for that. You don't see too many guys just kind of prancing into the dressing room first day saying, listen, like, this is just a stepping stone. Uh, I think hockey players in general are pretty, pretty humble, but uh, it's, it's just finding that balance. Right. And uh, if you also, you take all that pressure and, and you don't deal with it well, then, and you don't have anyone to talk to, then it's, it's going to affect you negatively. So going off of that, like, obviously once you get to pro hockey, like you think about trades and whatnot and like, you think about it and you're like, oh, yeah, I'd be okay with getting tri-. – like, you could handle it well. And, like, obviously it's a shitty feeling and whatnot. But how how is it adjusting from that, like, midseason? Like, because obviously you got comfortable in the place you're in. Then all of a sudden you kind of got to do it all over again. I mean, I don't know. But, like, especially at the NHL level where every team you go to, you got a guy that's been in the league for 10, 12 years that's just kind of like a grizzled vet or, like, known around the world pretty much. So, like – how did you kind of adjust to that, like staying kind of within yourself and obviously you kind of set a precedent for yourself um, beforehand, but kind of doing it mid-season when, you know, their lines are set or stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I th- you hear all the time that pro hockey is a business and that's that's what we sign up for. But when it, when it happens to you, uh, it is it is a big uh, adjustment and it's it's a whirlwind not only are you um having to change teams and, and go play for a brand new team the next night but you got to pick up your life 
and and move from uh, across the country sometimes. And uh, like I have a fiance now and a dog, so like it's saying, hey, like you have to go home and tell them, hey, we're we're going to Anaheim or we're going to Columbus, and it's and it's completely out of control. So that means settling in, finding a new place, getting all packed up, and then on top of that, it's walking into a brand new dressing room with guys you don't really know and trying to find how you fit in and earning their trust and respect and earning the new coaching staff's trust and respect. So it is a lot. Um, the first time it happened, um, it, it was nerve wracking for me. And thankfully, uh, Anaheim welcomed me in right away because you do have to realize that on the other end, all the guys you're coming in with, they're professionals. They understand that all the turnover that the, and the nature of pro hockey that guys are coming in and out all the time. Uh, so that, it, that meant a lot to me to, for them to help uh, do their best to make me feel comfortable. Uh, the second time when it happened, I was more prepared personally, just because I had been through it before. But a lot of those feelings and emotions don't go away. You're, you st- there are still those nerves. Um, and it's still the, the unknown of what the, the next chapter in, in the journey entails. And, and luckily, again, uh, Columbus was awesome. It was, it's a great group of guys in that dressing room. And they made me feel welcome right away. And uh, it, it, make things, it makes things easier to, to adjust. There's still an adjustment period, but um, it, it makes things uh, a little quicker. Um, and, and like I said, so that's the nature, nature of pro hockey. It's natural to have those feelings, but also every, everyone in pro hockey understands that. And, and most guys in hockey are good guys, right? Whether very few nowadays play. Like I, I played with uh, Ryan Getzlaff and he played his a thousandth game with the Ducks last season. And, um, he played all a thousand games in the NHL with one team. So you don't, you're not going to see that too often anymore. So at one point or another, most guys have been there and, and, uh, and they try to make you feel comfortable as quickly as possible. Yeah. And you talked about, you know, kind of just the journey of it and how it's important. I'm sure you've been told by many of people that it's important to enjoy the ride and enjoy the journey. Um, and I think a lot of people kind of get fixated on, well, if I get this commitment, my worries go away or you get the commitment and the worries are still there. And then if I sign this, this contract, the worries will go away. And even guys at the highest level still worry. So it's important to just always understand that you're going to worry what the next goal is achieving that you're still not satisfied. Just naturally as competitors, you never get satisfied. So I think it's important to always enjoy the ride, enjoy the process. Um, and just finding ways to live in the moment and really um, work on those skills to, to tackling those, those mental battles because they're always going to be there no matter if you're at the highest level or, you know, still in junior, whatever it may be. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because to maybe the outside world, like you said, people think you've got it made, like, you know, like uh, you look at a guy like Connor McDavid and like he's, he's the best player in the world right now. And you're like, I'd love to be in this guy's shoes. Well, he's trying to he, – he's setting a standard for himself where he wants to be the best player of all time, right? So everyone has their their own challenges that – and a lot of times they set upon themselves, and, and that's a good thing. Like, that's okay to – it's okay to keep your standards high. And with that might come some worries. And, and like, kind of as we talked about before, it's, it's, it's not so much that you should never not worry. It's just managing it and finding which methods work for you in managing it. Cause I think if, if you're, if you're genuinely not worried about anything, that means you don't care about it. 
and that's not good either. So we, you all have, you all have personal goals you set for yourself and you're working towards attaining. Um, but at the same time, it is very important to take a step back and say, okay, like deep breath. I get to play a sport that I love for a living and they pay me to do it. And I consider myself very fortunate to do that because I'm sure there's a lot of, a thousands, thousands of people who would kill to be in my shoes. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, and that doesn't discredit my own worries and it doesn't make them any less real, but it's just important to recognize that there are a lot of positives that you can, you can look at and sort of dwell on the positives as as opposed to dwelling on the negatives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like you said, finding what works for you is super important because what works for you may not work for me. Exactly. What work for me may not work for flow. So I think it's a bit of a trial and error process and kind of figuring that yeah. out. Yeah, definitely. And in that, it, exactly. You got to find what works for you. And the, the best way to do that is just be honest with yourself. There might be a certain vision that you, or a certain type of person that you envision yourself being, and that's great. And you can work for it, but you still have to be honest with yourself and figure out what makes you tick and what type of person you are. Cause if, if you lie to yourself, then, then you're kind of screwed out the get-go. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you gotta to be honest with yourself, figure out genuinely what works for you and, and, and work on it every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. No, but uh, Flo, you got anything else for him? No, that was, <clears throat> I was going to go off about what you were saying about um, how if you don't have some sort of worry, it's kind of like you don't care. And I mean, especially with hockey players, like even when a guy may be kind of towards the end of his career and whatnot, and, says he doesn't care and it's still gonna be a lot more passionate than uh most people are and apply themselves to something and um kind of going off of just having that like overall worry um i think what danny said and you agreeing was the trial and error i think that's the most important thing because like you said being honest with yourself is major key and i found that in kind of my journey this past year and you know there was times that I wasn't honest with myself and that was kind of why the situation I was in took longer for me. And, um, you know, I couldn't agree more with being honest because I mean, it sucks at times, especially when definitely yeah. you know, the outcome isn't what you want and whatnot. And I mean, you're going to hurt some people possibly, but at the end of the day, if you're not honest, you're going to hurt yourself and other people. And, um, you know, I just think it's great that you pointed out because I mean, obviously the first, uh, First NHL guy we've had, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we had guys from the East Coast League and um, AHL, but um, when you're playing in the best league in the world, it's, I mean, it's awesome to hear. And, you know, I'm grateful that you came on. I appreciate it. So, thank you for that. But, oh, no, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, and I get, yeah, like, like you said, the biggest thing, like, it's stuff we, it's stuff we all go through. So, it's, it's important to talk about it. And, um, it's important to have certain outlets to that you're comfortable in it. Like it could be your mom or your dad or your girlfriend or your brother, or it could be a professional, but whatever situation where you're comfortable. And in my opinion, I think the professionals have gone to school for a bunch of years and they have certain skills that, that can really help you, but whatever you're comfortable with, it's important to talk about whatever's going on because that's the only, that's the start and that's how you can help address it. Right. So I think that's really important. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, just that's kind of the message we want to get across is if you can seek professional help, great by all means, but 
just kind of normalizing opening up to someone that you trust. Um, just, just that's the first step because bottling it up inside is never good. And it just spirals yeah. out of control from there. Yeah. But and I think it's important too. like, I think society in general has become more accepting about talking about stuff like that. Um, and it's great that you can have outlets like this where we can, we can talk about it on the air if you will. But, um, you know, the year 2020, it's definitely a time where if something is bothering you and you don't feel comfortable talking about it, whether it's fear of embarrassment or being judged, like I think now is better than it was even, you know, 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So like if, if that's bugging you and because of how you'll be perceived by people, and then the good news is you don't have that to worry about anymore. Cause I think society is recognizing the importance of mental health. Um, and, how uh, how real it is and the fact that the only way you can start is is by talking about it so that's good stuff yeah sure, sure. But, yeah, awesome. we, yeah we, we really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this and um you know taking the time out to you know to speak and you know let us know kind of some of the stuff that you've went through and you know i think this is really going to help out a lot of people who are listening so um thank you very much for that really appreciate yeah, it thank you no problem, guys. Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah, all the best. You. Thank you. If you could just uh, drop your Instagram handle, Twitter handle, all that, so people can follow you on on social media. Yeah, both both my handles are just at Devin Shore, D E V I N S H O R E. I'm not really. I might tweet every now and then, but I usually just use Twitter as more of a news outlet. But I'll I usually use Instagram if I want to post something. But yeah, those are the those two uh awesome right. perfect thank you so much man it was a pleasure having you on perfect thanks bro yeah thank you so much yeah no problem at all guys all right. whatever you guys are doing